On today's episode of Faith and Focus, I want to do something a little bit different. I want to start reading a book by Andrew Murray. And I would like to hopefully do a chapter a week. And over the course of several weeks, go through this book, Abide in Christ by Andrew Murray. And then at the end of each chapter, there's a few reflection questions, and I'll read those out. And hopefully those of you listening can respond, email answers to the questions. The questions will be in the show notes as well. And maybe you can create a dialogue, a discussion centered around Andrew Murray's book, Abide in Christ. So this episode will be the preface and chapter one. I hope you enjoy it. Hey guys, if you've been a listener of Faith and Focus for a while and have enjoyed what you've been hearing, I would love it if you would consider becoming a monthly supporter of the ministry. As a missionary within faith, my work is entirely supported by listeners like you who believe in the work God has called me to do, and podcasting is just a small part of that. I also teach the Bible at my local church, in the ministry house I live in, and with the young men God has put in my life to disciple. I also do biblical counseling that is entirely donation-based, so your monthly support goes in part to help support counseling sessions for people who may not be able to afford any or all of the cost of counseling. And with your monthly support, I would be able to go on to full-time ministry, which would include more podcast recording, new podcast ideas that we've had, and different forms of online teaching, as well as more availability for counseling sessions. If you'd like to become a monthly supporter, you can email me at dennissotherby at infaith.org or head over to infaith backslash dennis-sotherby. Thank you. During the life of Jesus on earth, the word he chiefly used when speaking of the relations of the disciples to himself was follow me. John 1, 43, 21, 19. When about to leave for heaven, he gave them a new word, in which their more intimate and spiritual union with himself in glory should be expressed. That chosen word was abide in me. John fifteen four. It is to be feared that there are many earnest followers of Jesus from whom the meaning of this word, with the blessed experience it promises, is very much hidden. While trusting in their Savior for pardon and for help, and seeking to some extent to obey him, they have hardly realized to what closeness of union, to what intimacy of fellowship, to what wondrous oneness of life and interest he invited them when he said, Abide in me. This is not only an unspeakable loss to themselves, but the church and the world suffer in what they lose. If we ask the reason why those who have indeed accepted the Savior and been made partakers of the renewing of the Holy Spirit thus come short of the full salvation prepared for them, I am sure the answer will be in very many cases, be that ignorance is the cause of the unbelief that fails of the inheritance. If, in our orthodox churches, the abiding in Christ, the living union with him, the experience of his daily and hourly presence and keeping, were preached with the same distinctness and urgency as his atonement and pardon through his blood, 
I am confident that many would be found to accept with gladness the invitation to such a life, and that its influence would be manifest in their experience of the purity and the power, the love and the joy, the fruit-bearing and all of the blessedness that the Savior connected with the abiding in Him. It is with the desire to help those who have not yet fully understood what the Savior meant with His command, or who have feared that it was a life beyond their reach, that these meditations are now published. It is only by frequent repetition that a child learns its lessons. It is only by continuously fixing the mind for a time on some one of the lessons of faith that the believer is gradually helped to take and thoroughly assimilate them. I have the hope that to some, especially young believers, it will be a help to come and for a month day after day spell over the precious words, Abide in me, with the lessons connected with them in the parable of the vine. Step by step, we shall get to see how truly this promised precept is meant for us, how surely grace is provided to enable us to obey it, how indispensable the experience of its blessing is to a healthy Christian life, and how unspeakable the blessings are that flow from it. As we listen and meditate and pray, as we surrender ourselves and accept in faith the whole Jesus as he offers himself to us in it, the Holy Spirit will make the word to be spirit and life. Then, this word of Jesus, too, will become to us the power of God for salvation, and through it will come the faith that grasps the long-desired blessing. I pray earnestly that our gracious Lord may be pleased to bless this little book, to help those who seek to know him fully, as he has already blessed it in its original issue in a different, the Dutch, language. I pray still more earnestly that he would, by whatever means, make the multitudes of his dear children who are still living divided lives to see how he claims them wholly for himself and how the wholehearted surrender to abide in him alone brings the joy unspeakable and full of glory. Oh, let each of us who has begun to taste the sweetness of this life yield himself wholly to be a witness to the grace and power of our Lord, to keep us united with himself, and seek by word and walk to win others to follow him fully. It is only in such fruit-bearing that our own abiding can be maintained. In conclusion, I ask to be permitted to give one word of advice to my reader. It is this, it needs time to grow into Jesus the vine. Do not expect to abide in him unless you will give him that time. It is not enough to read God's word or meditations as here offered, and when we think we have hold of the thoughts and have asked God for his blessing, to go out in the hope that the blessing will abide. No, it needs day-by-day day time with Jesus and with God. We all know the need of time for our meals each day. Every worker claims his hour for dinner. The hurried eating of so much food is not enough. If we are to live through Jesus, we must feed on him. John 6:57 We must thoroughly take in and assimilate that heavenly food the Father has given us in his life. Therefore my brother, who would learn to abide in Jesus, take time each day before you read, while you read, and after you read to put yourself into living contact with the living Jesus, 
to yield yourself distinctly and consciously to his blessed influence. That is how you give him the opportunity of taking hold of you, of drawing you up and keeping you safe in his almighty life. And now, to all God's children, whom he allows me the privilege of pointing to the heavenly vine, I offer my fraternal love and salutations, with the prayer that to each one of them may be given the rich and full experience of the blessedness of abiding in Christ. And may the grace of Jesus, and the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, be their daily portion. Amen. John 15, 1-12 I am the true vine, my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him, bears much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered, and they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may remain in you, and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Day 1 All you who have come to him Come to me, Matthew eleven twenty eight. Abide in me, John fifteen four. It is to you who have heard and answered to the call, Come to me, that this new invitation comes, abide in me. The message comes from the same loving Savior. You doubtless have never regretted having come at his call. You experienced that his word was truth, all his promises he fulfilled, and he made you partakers of the blessings and the joy of his love. Was not his welcome most hearty, his pardon full and free, his love most sweet and precious? You more than once at your first coming to him had reason to say, the half was not told me, and yet you have had to complain of disappointment. As time went on, your expectations were not realized. The blessings you once enjoyed were lost, and the love and joy of your first meeting with your Savior, instead of deepening, have become faint and weak. And often you have wondered what the reason could be, that with such a Savior, so mighty and so loving, your experience of salvation should not have been a fuller one. The answer is very simple. You wandered from him. The blessings he bestows are all connected with his come to me and are only to be enjoyed in close fellowship with him. You either did not fully understand or did not rightly remember that the call meant come to me to stay with me. And yet this was in very deed his object and purpose when first he called you to himself. He was not to refresh you for a few short hours after your conversion with the joy of his love and deliverance, and then to send you off to wander in sadness and sin. He had destined you to something better than a short-lived blessedness to be enjoyed only in times of special earnestness and prayer. 
and then to pass away as you had to return to those duties in which far the greater part of life has to be spent. No, indeed, he had prepared for you an abiding dwelling with himself, where your whole life and every moment of it might be spent, where the work of your daily life might be done, and where all the while you might be enjoying unbroken communion with him. It was even this he meant when to that first word, come to me, he added this, abide in me. As earnest and faithful, as loving and tender as was the compassion that breathed in that blessed come, was the grace that added this no less blessed abide. As mighty as the attraction with which the first word drew you were the bonds with which the second, had you but listened to it, would have kept you. And as great as were the blessings with which that coming was rewarded, so large, yes, and much greater, were the treasures to which that abiding would have given you access. And observe especially, it was not that he said, come to me and abide with me, but abide in me. The relationship was not only to be unbroken, but to remain most intimate and complete. He opened his arms to press you to his bosom. He opened his heart to welcome you there. He opened up all his divine fullness of life and love and offered to take you up into its fellowship, to make you wholly one with himself. There was a depth of meaning you cannot yet realize in his words, Abide in me. And with no less earnestness than he had cried, Come to me, did he plead, had you but noticed it, Abide in me. By every motive that had induced you to come, did he ask you to abide. Was it the fear of sin and its curse that first drew you? The pardon you received on first coming could, with all of the blessings flowing from it, only be confirmed and fully enjoyed on abiding in him. Was it the longing to know and enjoy the infinite love that was calling you? The first coming gave but single drops to taste, it is only the abiding that can really satisfy the thirsty soul and give to drink of the rivers of pleasure that are at his right hand. Was it the weary longing to be made free from the bondage of sin, to become pure and holy, and so to find rest, the rest of God, for the soul? This too can only be realized as you abide in him. Only abiding in Jesus gives rest in him. Or if it was the hope of an inheritance and glory and an everlasting home in the presence of the Infinite One, the true preparation for this, as well as its blessed foretaste in this life, are granted only to those who abide in Him. In very truth, there is nothing that moved you to come that does not plead with thousandfold greater force, abide in Him. You did well to come, but you do better to abide. Who would, after seeking the king's palace, be content to stand in the door when he is invited in to dwell in the king's presence and share with him in all the glory of his royal life? Oh, let us enter in and abide and enjoy to the full all the rich supply his wondrous love has prepared for us. And yet I fear that there are many who have indeed come to Jesus, but who yet have sorrowfully to confess that they know but little of this blessed abiding in him. With some, the reason is that they never fully understood that this was the meaning of the Savior's call. With others, that though they heard the word, they did not know that such a life of abiding fellowship was possible, and indeed within their reach. 
Others will say that though they did believe that such a life was possible and seek after it, they have never yet succeeded in discovering the secret of its attainment. And others, again, sadly will confess that it is their own unfaithfulness that has kept them from enjoying of the blessing. When the Savior would have kept them, they were not found ready to stay. They were only prepared to give up everything and always, only holy to abide in Jesus. To all such, I come now in the name of Jesus, their Redeemer and mine, with the blessed message, Abide in me. In his name, I invite them to come and for a season meditate with me daily on its meanings, its lessons, its claims, and its promises. I know how many, and to the young believer how difficult, the questions are that suggest themselves in connection with it. There is especially the question, with its various aspects, to the possibility, in the midst of wearying work and continual distraction, of keeping up, or rather being kept in, the abiding communion. I do not undertake to remove all difficulties. This Jesus Christ himself alone must do by his Holy Spirit. But what I would desire by the grace of God to be permitted to do is to repeat day by day the Master's blessed command, Abide in me, until it enter the heart and find a place there, no more to be forgotten or neglected. I would desire that in the light of Holy Scripture we should meditate on its meaning until the understanding, that gate to the heart, opens to understand something of what it offers and it expects. So we shall discover the means of its attainment and learn to know what keeps us from it and what can help us to it. So we shall feel its claims and be compelled to acknowledge that there can be no true allegiance to our King without simply and heartily accepting this one, too, of his commands. So we shall gaze on its blessedness until desire is inflamed and the will with all its energies is roused to claim and possess the unspeakable blessing. Come, my brethren, and let us day by day set ourselves at his feet and meditate on this word of his with an eye fixed on him alone. Let us set ourselves in quiet trust before him, waiting to hear his holy voice, the still, small voice that is mightier than the storm, that slits the rocks, breathing its quickening spirit within us, as he speaks, abide in me. The soul that truly hears Jesus himself speak the word, receives with the word the power to accept and to hold the blessing he offers. And it may please you, blessed Savior, indeed, to speak to us. Let each of us hear your blessed voice. May the feeling of our deep need and the faith of your wondrous love, combined with the sight of the wonderfully blessed life, you are waiting to freely give us, move us to listen and to obey as often as you speak. Abide in me. Let day by day the answer from our heart be clearer and fuller. Blessed Savior, I do abide in you. Questions for further thought. 1. What is the condition for receiving the blessings connected with Jesus' call to come to me? What must you do in order to meet that condition? Number two, what do you think actually abiding in Christ looks like in the believer who truly, constantly abides in him? 
What are the visible evidences of that abiding? 3. What are some of the spiritual benefits and blessings associated with the decision first to come to Christ and then to abide in Christ? Thank you again for listening to this preface in chapter 1 of the book Abide in Me by Andrew Murray. And again, I would encourage you to answer those reflection questions, think about them in light of what was read from this chapter, in light of what we know from Scripture. And I'll put links to my social media page where we can hopefully have a discussion on this chapter and these discussion questions about what it means to abide in Christ and what that means for our daily walk with the Lord. Thank you. While Faith in Focus is a ministry of in faith, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of in faith as a mission.